Story 1 This happened to me many years ago when I was travelling and hitchhiking around Australia. Me and my university friend, let's call him Jake, were on our way to go scuba diving at a beach called Airly Beach. It was the middle of the night and we wanted to get there by early morning, but we were hours away, so we decided to try and get a hitchhike. Hitchhiking was really common in that area, so it wasn't unusual. A man with a deep Australian accent picked us up in an old pickup truck. I sat in the front with my huge rucksack and Jake sat in the back with his bag. The driver seemed friendly and started talking to us. After the first hour, he slowly began to stop speaking. After an hour into the ride, we came to a desolate intersection that led to Airly Beach. The intersection was surrounded by about 8 foot of sweet corn as far as the eye could see and it was pitch black with no other cars. Our driver stopped the car in the middle of the road and turned off the engine. Silence. He said in a completely casual tone, I'm not taking you to Airly Beach. I'll never forget what he said next. As he stared into the dark, he said, You are coming back to my place. I pissed on my mattress and I need you to help me move it. My heart dropped. I began to lift my bag off my lap and slowly began to reach for the car door. Jake saw what I was doing and began to do the same. I counted to three in my head and quickly rolled out of the stationary car. Jake did the same. The driver began to get out of the car, but by a massive miracle cliche, an old man in an old truck turned the corner to the intersection. The driver quickly got back in his car and drove off. Me and Jake got into the other man's truck and he took us all the way to Airly Beach. Story 2 I'm a 32 year old female and this is something that happened to me only two nights ago. My husband Kevin and I were on the porch smoking a cigarette. It was about 9 o'clock at night. We live in far out the woods, right off a stretch of highway that's between two interstate exits. We were looking up at the stars, enjoying the quiet atmosphere of the crickets, glad to have a temporary relief from all the usual traffic noise. I heard something and shushed my husband, even though he hadn't said anything. Was that screaming? Yes, it was a woman screaming like nothing I'd ever heard before. It sounded like she was getting murdered. In between blood-chilling screams, she was screaming out, Help me! Help me! I looked at my husband. We were both really freaked out. The more she screamed, the closer she was getting to the house. I could eventually see a figure running along the median of the highway, making their way closer to the part of the highway that was in front of our house. Our house is a good ways back from our driveway, but not far enough that you can't see anything. If we could see her, that meant that she could see us. We have no yard security lights. Stupid, I know. So we were in complete darkness. We could still see the highway perfectly fine due to the house across from us who still had their Christmas lights up. I threw my cigarette in the yard and back up to stand in the doorway of my house, pulling out my phone to call 911. She's still in the medium of the road, screaming. If anyone else in the surrounding houses heard her, they pretended like they didn't know. Kevin runs past me inside to get on his jacket and shoes. I tell him not to go out there, but he ignores me and gets dressed anyway. As soon as he is out of sight, I see a red car barrel up the road and pull over next to where the lady was at. With her and the median, there was still a stretch of highway between them. I yell for my husband. 
I tell my nine-year-old son to go in our room where the baby is and close the door. He can hear the whole thing and was pretty frightened. My husband runs out onto the porch and into the yard towards her and asks if she's okay. And she says that she'd gotten a ride home from this guy and halfway down the road, he started acting really creepy. He refused to let her out where she told him to and kept driving with her in the car. She looked behind her seat pretending to look at a car behind them and saw a roll of duct tape. Fearing for her life, she jumped out of the moving car and just started running down the road, screaming for help. My husband starts to lead her towards the house and by now is also on the phone calling the police, having gathered more information that I wasn't able to give them when I'd called. They told him to stay on the line with them until an officer showed up. He lets her in the house and her face looks terrible. She's red and bleeding in a couple of spots, road rash from where she jumped out. She also said that she'd been hit before she was able to escape. She came in and we locked our door, knob, deadbolt and chain. We stood together near the window waiting for the police to show up. Haven't giving updates and answering questions on the phone. No, they haven't got here yet. Yes, his car is still parked across the highway. It's a red sedan in front of a house with lots of blue porch Christmas lights, he told them. I was trying not to lose it when there was a loud bang on our door. The man was yelling, I know you're in there. I saw you running. The people in there can protect you. I shouted through the door that he needed to leave our property and if he was smart, get in his car and drive off. I told him that we were on the phone to the police. The answer he gave was the worst one I could ever hear. He says, go ahead, call the police. I don't care, they won't be here in time. Bang, 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 on the door, over and over. The woman was now freaking out and crying, saying, help me, please help me, over and over again. I ran to the kitchen to get a large knife just in case. We had a huge, solid iron door, but our windows were easily breakable. If he wanted to get him badly enough, he certainly could. My husband just came from our bedroom with his gun when a squad car pulled up in the yard. Two more following behind it, and one across the street where his car was. He took off on foot running. They tended to the woman and got her home safely. Turns out she lives across the highway, about five houses to the left from us. It had been two hours later and they still hadn't found him. There were a lot of places to hide in these woods. I just hope he hides far away from here. Story 3 Back in 2008, when I was about 7-8 to eight years old, I got home early from school. I lived in an apartment building that was on the 4th floor. My mum was at work and would only be home at around 11-12pm. to 12 PM. I was in the living room, watching TV, when I heard the locked doors open. Because I knew that the doors could be opened by either my sister or my mum, I didn't think much of it. I wanted to scare my sister, so I hid behind a closet and waited till she came into the room. What I heard left me in disbelief and really weirded me out. I heard someone going into the kitchen, walking around, opening cupboards, and shuffling forks, knives, and spoons. Then I went out of the kitchen and went into my mom's room, where I just walked around. After that, it went into the living room where I was hiding. It stood there for a solid minute or two. I was contemplating if I should jump out and scare the one standing there. At the time, I thought it was my sister, but for some reason, I didn't jump out. Then I went back to one of the doors and started scratching it really loudly. The scratching stopped after a few seconds. I sat behind the closet for a few more minutes before going out. 
I saw all of the doors wide open, even the two main doors that were the ones who led you into the apartment. I checked for scratching marks on them, but I couldn't find anything. To this day, I still think about it and who it was searching and what they would have done to me if I jumped out when it stood in the living room.